God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the Creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Welcome to American Family Radio. This is By Design, and I'm your host today, Walker Wildman. In studio with me is my wife, Lexi Wildman. Lexi. Hey. What do you have to say today? Is there any announcements, any news that you would like to tell our audience? (laughs) No, but you might want to tell some people. (laughs) Well, folks, I have my wife in studio with me, Lexi, and she has our fourth little boy in her womb. Mm -hmm. Isaac. Isaac Isaac Gregory. Can I I just say Isaac, or do you want the double name? Uh, We're going to call him Isaac, but... Oh, okay. Isaac. Yeah. Okay. Good. Isaac is his name. And he will be here in February of 2022, so that is upcoming. And you may hear this show uh, before then, after then, but it, but we have four boys, and uh, Isaac's in studio with us, <laughs> with, <laughs> with Lexi today. So um, he's well, one of the youngest boys to be on the radio uh, of our boys. So nonetheless, we will move on. We will get off the rabbit trail. We will move on to the show. Hey, the, the focus of By Design is to promote and uplift God's design for marriage and uh, also God's design for family because part of marriage is family. Um, So that's why we have this show here on the network, the By Design Show. We also offer all kinds of other resources at our website, afa.net forward slash by design, or you can link over just by simply going to afa.net and right there on the homepage, you'll see the By Design link. And on there, you'll not only find podcasts like this one, you'll also find short uh, videos of encouragement and challenges. And lastly, you'll find our uh, articles related to uh, marriage. You'll find uh, scripture-based articles there on our website that you can hopefully use to encourage you and your spouse towards a godly marriage. Well, Lexi, I'm going to let you introduce the topic today for this episode of By Design. So today we're going to be talking about praying, um, praying for your spouse, praying for yourself, praying for your children if you have them, um, or future children if you desire to have children and you do not have them yet. Um, So we're going to go we're going to go back to our dating years. And talk about prayer. And talk about prayer. Yeah, and prayer is, I'll admit, even on my, for me personally, it often is a struggle Mm -hmm. um, because with prayer, as with some other things, um, the results are not always immediate. Right. Sometimes they may be, but they're not always immediate. Um, And so uh, that being said, you're sometimes you're drawn away from prayer because in today's age, in today's world, we are drawn as humans. Our flesh is drawn towards immediate satisfaction. Yeah, um, everything's instant. We have it when we want it. Uh, immediate gratification. Uh, but in the spiritual realm, uh, things don't always come on our timing. Rather, they come on God's timing. And that's a large portion of prayer is praying for uh, petitioning God for your desires for your. Um, for your for your desires and one important thing I want to say about this before we move into prayer and prayer in your marriage is that I want to encourage each of our listeners and myself and Lexi uh, that our prayers be 
aligned with God's word, which yes. means our prayers are aligned with God's will. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know how to pray, you can look at the Lord's Prayer as the primary example. There's other, uh, you have Psalm 91, you have all kinds of other examples of prayer within Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our prayers need to be Christ centered and they need to be focused on God's kingdom and not just on ourselves. So that's also a very important factor when it comes to praying. But specifically, Lexi, go ahead and get us started on uh, praying for your spouse. Yeah, I I just, as I was, you know, thinking about this, um, I can remember back when we were dating. And first I said, you know, ran, uh, not randomly, but every so often out of the blue I'd get, you know, a message. But then I thought... You know, it's it was more strategic on your end, I think, um, that you would text me and say, hey, how can I pray for you today? You know, what's going on? Um, and now looking back on it, you know, when you sent it to me originally, I just took it for what it is, sent you back, whatever. Um, but looking back on it, that was a an indicator to me that, A, you were in communication with our Father, um, and then, B, that it opened up a communication between you and I. Um, And so as we've gone throughout our marriage and we realize how important communication is, um, that was, that's a huge area, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. that we connect through communication and not only to ourselves, but then also to our Father. Um, And then it opened up the side of what for me, you know, was good as a female is that you were concerned about me. Like Hmm. you were going throughout your day praying for the things that were important to you, and you brought a point to say, hey, I need to check on Lexi and see what's going on in her life, even though we're spending time together and doing all these different things. but making a point to say, hey, spiritually, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How can I you know, intercede on your behalf yeah. uh, to our Father? Well, uh, let me chime in there because the one thing I will say about uh, praying for others, mm-hmm. uh, specifically when someone asks you to pray for them or, like you mentioned, or I text you asking you, how can I pray for you? Um, one thing that I that I've really been convicted of is if we say that we are praying for someone, we need to really mean that. Yes, and that's that should be a given in the Christian life. We're not going to lie, and we shouldn't lie and say we're praying for someone when we're not. But it's so easy to say, yeah. "Hey, I'm praying for you." Yeah, as if it's like if that's as if saying I'm praying for you is its own thing. Like mm-hmm. you don't actually have to pray; you just say I'm praying for you. But it, it, I've really been convicted in recent years that if we, if someone texts me that they're struggling with something or that right. their family is going through a difficulty, a trial, whatever, and I text back that I am praying for you, mm-hmm. that needs to be genuine. So oftentimes I'll catch myself, go ahead, make sure I pray right then and there when it's on my mind, and I don't forget. And then mm-hmm. here I have told someone I'm praying for them, and really I'm not. Uh, so that's an important part of this. Well, and with that, um, and when you were talking earlier, I thought about it, but, you know, as believers, um, when we hear about praying, you know, usually you think, oh, that's easy. Like, I do that all the time. But when you actually stop and take an inventory of your prayer life and 
how often you are actually praying when Scripture tells us to be praying without ceasing, mm-hmm. uh, praying about everything. Um, and then we look at what we're actually praying about. I, I think for me, especially, I noticed as I've grown in my walk with the Lord that it might not be as much as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so we have to be intentional. Um, James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray with each other so that you may be healed. And the pow- the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Galatians 6.4 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so when I was looking at praying for your spouse, okay, so we used to get, I used to get that message from you. And I still do today, but hey, how can I pray for you? It was pretty surface level. This is what's going on. And we weren't married. So yeah, we weren't we were, married, we were, so it was a different we dating, dynamic. Right. Um, but these scriptures that I came across, it it's not surface level at all. I mean, it is um, looking at your life yeah. through a biblical perspective. Hey, what is not aligning with Christ? What am I struggling with? And then sharing that with someone. And that's yeah. tough. Sure. <laughs> that's tough to do, but it's commanded in God's word. And it's not in a... Um, hey, you need to confess your sins so you can tell someone how terrible you are because we are all terrible. <laughs> However, we're all, we're all sinful. But yeah, but it's but it's to uplift and ask for God's guidance and um, His power and protection over our lives. Um, and so, in a marriage that continues to bind us together. So we look at all of these aspects and we say, God set apart a man and a woman for life, but there's Mm -hmm. different things that we go through that pull us together. And I think praying and interacting in each other's lives spiritually is a huge component of that. Sure. And uh, on, on the note of prayer, part of this is realizing your need for others. Your yeah. need, your need for the body of Christ, um, because if you think, if you have the mindset, which some of us can can go down this path, um, some more than others, but this mindset of um, individualism, or I've got this all under control, um, or, or I'll just keep my struggles and my thoughts to myself, that really is counterproductive when it comes to. Uh, Utilizing other believers to pray for you, mm-hmm. um, so we've got to we've got to be open to share our struggles with others, and and that gets into the the need of the body of Christ, the need for fellowship, the need right. for discipleship. Uh, we cannot forsake that because that's critical to the sanctification process. Is uh, uh, fellowshipping with other believers in this context? We're talking about our spouse. Um, yeah. So so I think. I think, too, okay, if we are in Christ and we're praying, we are communicating with our Father. Okay, so He is our foundation. And so if we leave out our marriage in our communication with our Father, um, then, like you said, maybe we're not aligning with our prayers with with Scripture and the things of God. Um, On that... Also, when you were talking earlier, I did not prepare this, but while you That's were thinking, the best radio, I know what you didn't prepare. But that verse, um, I think it's in Psalm, and it says, uh, "Commit your ways to the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you've all I 
not you. I have always heard that and, you know, said, oh, you know, as long as I love the Lord, then he's going to, you know, give me whatever I want, the desires that I want. But then someone told me, hey, (laughs) really what that means is as you grow in your relationship with Christ, then your desires become his desires. That's right. His desires become your desires. And and so then it's not him meeting all of your worldly expectation or things, but it's that your heart is now in line with what he wants. Yeah. Um, and then you see the fruits of that because you your eyes are open to the goodness of the things that he gives us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, jotted as I was thinking about Okay, so why are we praying for our spouses? It creates a connection between us. Mm -hmm. Um, It creates an open line of communication. And when we are not doing these things and praying for each other and and desiring to hold each other up in prayer and bear each other's burdens and rejoice with each other, you know, prayer doesn't always have to be, you know, Uh, This is what I'm struggling with. Can you help me? But, hey, this is awesome. God has answered this prayer in this way, or I've seen his goodness in this way. And then we get to share in that together. Um, And so, but when we're not doing that, then I think it allows an opening for um, the devil and the world and our flesh to get in um, and pull us apart. Because if we're not coming together together. Then the opposite will happen. Yeah, and that's one key one key point to this entire topic that we're talking about on By Design. And by the way, this is the By Design podcast you're listening to. My name is Walker Wildman. I have my beautiful wife, Lexi, in studio with me, and we're trying to help uh, with God's strength. We're trying to help build godly marriages. One man, one woman for life is our motto here at American Family Association through the By Design Project. And you can always check out our website by going to afa.net forward slash by design. But part of this, Lexi, is, and you mentioned um, that prayer can be both petitioning God to help us with our struggles, but also praising God for the work that he's doing. For sure. Um, but part of part of this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. Um, I mean, a large part of what we're uh, about the entire, well, prayer is a spiritual warfare tool. Correct. In our tool chest, and we can use it to to intercede on behalf of others. Right. And, and and Scripture talks about how Jesus is our mediator. He's the great mediator mm-hmm. between God and man. And that's that's really what the beautiful thing about one of the key things that Jesus uh, conquered or established or um, was successful with doing in his time on this earth is he connected God and man. Yes, because and for praise so long, God for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. For so long, man had been separated from God. Mm-hmm. And only the high priest could go into the temple, and you had to do all the laws and the sacrifices mm-hmm. and all these works-based things in the Old Testament. And so Jesus came, and he tore the veil. I mean, he literally tore the veil when he was on the cross. The veil in the temple tore, and that s- symbolized that now – all believers, the entire body of Christ, can petition God through Jesus, through prayer, uh, for our desires, for our needs, and uh, for our struggles and, and temptations. So this uh, this topic of prayer is so powerful, and it's so powerful, and, and it's so easy to lose track of that mm-hmm. and think of in more worldly t- 
terms of what power looks like, Mm -hmm. Um, but prayer is so, so powerful. So we do spend a little bit of time talking about praying for our spouse. You opened up how you and I used to pray for each other even before we were married and during our dating years, and we still share our struggles now. But I will say now it's more of a – like, I don't always have to ask you. Right. You yes. will send me what you would like me to pray for you. Or about. just through talking about, you know, just talking about what's going on after the kids are in bed when we're not having to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. When we can just when, talk to each other. When we do have a moment to talk about deeper things, um, then it's not even so much just a, hey, can you pray for me in this? Sometimes it is, but sometimes yeah. it's just a, <laughs> Wow, let's let's praise God for this on. right now, yeah. you know, or or I'm just talking to you about something and this is so beautiful. You just stop and say, "Well, let's pray about it." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and to your point that you said and for normal Americans who are unbelievers, you might look at that and say, "Well, you're wasting your time. Go out and fix it on your own. Yeah. Go out and do whatever cuz we want it done now." But for us as believers, we know, like you're saying, that our power comes through prayer, and God is the one that is giving us um, the ability to go out and help us fight. He fights for us uh, yeah. in these things. Um, and there are so many. There are so many circumstances where there there are things we can fix uh, physically in, in this world. I'm talking about simple things, but and we can we can help to repair relationships that are broken here on this earth. With with others, with our marriage, we can when we're called actually to to mend brokenness and to be humble and, and forgiving. But when when we're talking about very deep, uh, not just deep struggles, but very complex situations that are that it it, it involves a supernatural intervention, right? Where where you have maybe children who have gone astray, mm-hmm. or your your yeah. marriage is struggling. Uh, and it's been struggling, and it just no matter what you do to try to make things right, it just doesn't right. seem to be working out. Um, there are many scenarios where um, prayer is our only option. Yeah, prayer is our only option. So, don't, but don't let prayer be your last resort. Uh, right. We need to go to prayer in all circumstances. Yes, First Thessalonians five sixteen through seventeen. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah, you have, Alexa. You have in here, uh, and this is, this is. Uh, I'm going to say you stole this from me because I was thinking it. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, this is all you. But you put on you put on here on our show notes uh, that you can't pour an empty cu- you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. So we are to be communicating with our Father without ceasing and in all things, so that we ourselves can be renewed. Yes. And you just mentioned First Thessalonians chapter five, but when we move to the topic of praying for yourself, so we just covered praying for your spouse, praying for yourself, and when you say that, just on the fly, you think, really, that's kind of selfish praying for yourself. Right, yeah. But it's all about, like I mentioned on the front of the show, what are we praying for about ourselves? Are we praying for our self-interest? Are we praying so that that God will use us Mm -hmm. to then go and bless others, more specifically bless our marriage? Right. And that that we, God would give us the ability to take out all of our – fleshly and worldly mm-hmm. desires and then be refilled with his character and growing um, into the likeness of him because when we are made new in Christ um, then our desire is to look more like Jesus and Jesus himself when he was on earth spent 
countless hours praying. And I love the picture of him escaping, so you know, so to speak, getting away on his own. He's Jesus. He is God's son. <laughs> but he still spent time praying, praying for himself, praying for others around him, um, praying for salvation. And and so if he does that, then how much more so should we be praying yeah. for ourselves? Um, and Romans 12, 12 and Ephesians 4 both talk, Paul talks about renew, renewing our minds yes. in Christ Jesus. Right. And, you know, in today's world, there's if you tell someone to go renew their mind and it's not in a spe- specific biblical context, they can think yoga, they can think uh, meditation, all these different worldly things. But Paul is talking about using God's Word mm-hmm. in, and relying on the Holy Spirit to renew our minds and and renewal renewal of the mind is a is a real struggle for people for believers because I think many people don't understand that what that means but that means you know some people say I've just been uh, struggling with the same thing and I can't seem to get past it uh, and that can even be within your marriage and then you see where Paul talks about he had a thorn in his flesh mm-hmm. now what that thorn was people are still debating that but nonetheless it was a struggle for him right uh, for for many many years so. But by renewing our minds, we can help overcome many of those fleshly tendencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in our marriage, we can overcome many of those bad habits or just stinky way of thinking about things. That's mm-hmm. what Abe says. I think Abe, Abe Hamilton says stinky thinking. But uh, we can overcome that uh, allowing our flesh to drive our mindset and instead let the Holy Spirit drive the way we think. Yes, and, and too, when you think about uh, praying for yourself um, – so we we talked about how prayer is communicating with your with God. Okay. And he is your heavenly father and he you know I teach kindergarten so I talk about this with with my kindergartners but God the creator of the universe wants he desires to talk to you. Yeah. Um and so he he wants us to come to him and and tell him things that are true about himself, then to open up our hearts to hear um, through his word, through people around us, to hear from him. Um, and he wants us to do these things. Um, and and I, I think about, you know, the relationship I have with my father, and I know, you know, that can doesn't always look the same, but he, my dad, wants to talk to me. He wants to hear how my day's going. He wants me to tell him uh, what's going on in my life. Mm. And and if he wants so to hear that, then God, my Father, wants that too. So yeah. it's not a selfish thing like we've talked about um, if it's centered around the right intention. Yeah. Um, and, and we can't like I said, we can't pour from an empty cup. So for me as a mom, that sticks out because I'm giving all the time, Mm -hmm. going, serving, um, and I love it. But my time in the morning when I get to read God's Word, my Heavenly Father's Word, and pray and communicate with Him and ask Him to restore me so that I can have energy to go out and do the things that He's called me to do, then most of the time, <laughs> it goes much smoother than when I just wake up and I start doing and things on, on my yourself. own. Yeah, Correct. that's so important. And there are so many people who ask the question, what is the will of God? 
Mm-hmm. And but here we have in First Thessalonians chapter five that you read a few minutes ago, right? Yeah, sixteen and seventeen, and and you're not going to find this just all over the place in Scripture where it's clear the will of God is spoken, and it uses the exact phrase term "will of God." Listen to this in First Thessalonians five sixteen and seventeen. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, the believer. Um, so that's so so powerful, so clear that we are to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. Lexi, the last topic I want us to talk about today is we've talked about praying for our spouse, praying for ourselves, but uh, many couples who are listening on the show and ourselves here, we have children. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about praying for our children. Yeah, so for this, uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 6, um, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. Now, our children are not very old. Um, so we do not have very much anxiety, but I know for me, I think about my children and you just don't know where their life's going to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure for a lot of other parents out there, um, our kids are something that we worry about, that we are anxious about. Um but this verse tells us, and we know that children are a gift from God, and so they should be given back to Him through our prayers. Um, that we 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 give them, we pray for them, we pray for their development physically, spiritually, emotionally. Yeah. Uh, we pray over the people that they will come in contact with. We pray over uh, the decisions they make as they get older. Yeah. Oh, I. I tend to fear a little bit about that with our boys. <laughs> every, um, every parent does. Yes, but um, then the end of that, the peace of God that surpasses all understandings will rule, will guard your hearts in Christ Jesus. So we can pray for these things that we are anxious about, about mm-hmm. our children, um, and then we can rest knowing that God our Father is hearing that um, yeah. and He is working all things for His glory and for our good. Um, so then we can release that anxiety to yeah. Him. And, you know, uh, on, a, on a similar topic, but I wrote an article a few weeks ago about anxiety versus concern. Yes. And this is a very important distinction. People think this is nitpicky, that this is uh, splitting hairs. But no, this is very important. And I didn't realize this until I actually started studying up on it in Scripture. Um, but we as believers, uh, Scripture talks about not being anxious. You know, mm-hmm. do not be anxious about anything, but in, in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Um, it is okay for us to be concerned mm-hmm. about our children, right. about our spouse, about our family. Concern drives action in Scripture, and and Peter was concerned, uh, was thankful that the other apostles were concerned about him because it showed their love. Um, but this is by design on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman with my wife Lexi Wildman, and we're glad that you joined us today. Hey, go to our website afa.net forward slash by design. You can find this podcast there. You can find great articles and videos. And our goal is to help encourage and build godly marriages. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.